Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Sasha. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. I took a shower just for this. No, I'm just <laughs> Yay. I, I mean, I normally take a shower, but like, I... Uh, but just for this. But specifically because I had the kids this morning and I couldn't take one in the morning. So I was like, kids, it's seven o'clock. I'm taking a shower. Have fun. Like, <laughs> um, uh, and Ace, welcome back. Hello. How's it going? Good. Um, just a little short explanation. Hunter's Hub is a video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. And tonight we're going to be talking about the yearly event for video games, the Video Game Awards, hosted by Jeff Keighley. Um, this is always a big thing for me, personally. Um, I've been a big proponent of the VGA since they started, and uh, even when they were the Spike TV Video Game Awards, well before that, that, that sort of sparked Keighley to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think this is a very usually very positive event for the gaming community. Um, it tries to highlight the developers as well as the publishers for their work. Although they talk about the developers and development team a lot. Um, there's gonna, they actually did not shy away from talking about some of the problems and, uh, uh, going on specifically with Activision Blizzard. Now they didn't call them out by name, but, uh, it was clear what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not shy away from bringing that up early in the show, like last year when there was other problems with Activision Blizzard that they brought up at the beginning of the show. Um, <laughs> so it was actually really good to see that. Um, yeah, we're going to be going over our thoughts on the Video Game Awards, and I'm sure we'll have some other anecdotal stuff along the way, as usual. Um, hence is a podcast. So... <laughs> Side sidebars are going to happen. Um, so how are like, uh, Ace, you have you been on regularly since we did the last video game award show? I, I have no clue. Time is a construct, so. and it all blurs together. <laughs> I don't think so because I think I had just brought on Morg at mm. that point. Okay. Um, maybe I could be wrong. Um, so, uh, how do you feel about the game awards in general? Like, like overall, they were pretty, pretty cool. There were some, some categories and some choices that I'd maybe choose differently, but you know, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a panel of, of, uh, game advisors and blah, blah, blah. So I have, I have critiques, um, uh, for context for the listeners and uh, and everyone, um, we uh, we actually did a live streaming on the Discord. Um, if if anyone could join, uh, where we just like I just uh, what we I just did like a stream from my my computer, and we all sort of watched together on chat. Um, Ace was there. We had some other listeners there too. It's actually really fun. Um, as people came in and came out, it was cool to talk about the show during the meantime. But, uh, during the show I wrote down, I have like footnotes, but it's like a good, ah, about six paragraphs. If you wrote it out, like it's, it's a, it's a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, 
Sasha, how how were your experience with the Game Awards? Is this something you followed before? Um, yeah, I I think the first time I watched it, it was on Spike TV. Mm-hmm. I I think when I had a lot more time to play video games, I cared a lot more about who won and who didn't sure. win. Um, but I think this time around, looking at nominees and looking at who actually won, I I don't have very much in this ball game, but. Sure. It's fun to see like developers and companies as they progress along the way. I definitely recognize some of these franchises, but didn't play them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that's that's fair. I, I think um, I, I think I don't I don't think I played a ton of the games that were on these lists as well. I played a few for sure, um, and I definitely voted for those. But there were certain categories I did not vote in this year. This is the first year that I was straight up just like, I'm not going to vote because I played none of these games. Um, I don't feel that's fair. Like, I'm not going to pick. Uh, I did, although I will say I did play Deathloop, which the, like got a lot of awards. Um, mm-hmm. Deathloop's kind of fun, but my, my playing of Deathloop was less than 20 minutes. So, take that with a grain of salt. But I, I did... T- <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't... I, I, I was kind of glad to see Deathloop win a lot of stuff although I didn't write, make any notes of Deathloop um so uh yeah let's just get right into it um so my first critique is the very first th- first thing we saw in the pre-show so we turned it on during the pre-show mm-hmm. and um the pre-show and this is my big crit- critique of the game awards usually is where they rattle off a bunch of awards at once and they don't really give the time of day to certain awards um because they're less popular that kind of thing but the one of the awards that has always i don't know in every other game award if i'm not mistaken was always a big deal and was something they came up with at the game awards which was called games for impact or you know they used to be called games for change um it was the first pre-show award and I feel like that was a bad move, like a real bad move to put that in the pre-show. Like, I feel like that should have been in the main show. Um, Considering the game that won, I kind of agree with that. Um, yeah. The, the reason that that game won, um, if I can remember, is... I played. I only played the the first episode because these are the ones that they come out episodically. So I played the first one, right. and it for, for context, audience. Life is strange is the winner for game. Yes. Game. So life is strange. I've I've completely played through the very first life is strange game, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't have really a whole lot. I think in terms of LGBTQ representation, um, but the right. kind of glancing over the plot of the one true colors, the one that did win this time, there is a big, it's a big deal with LGBTQ community. And I, I feel, I don't want to give away any of the plot points because with the episodic games, every single episode hits you with something big. But I feel like, especially given that they're going hard on Activision and Blizzard and how they're treating some of their, not white male employees. Mm-hmm. Um, this should have been a bigger deal. This should have been a much bigger deal in their show. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, and it was my 
I immediately, uh, Ace, I don't know if you were on the call yet, but I was like, oh, come on, really? Seriously? In the pregame? Like, what the heck? Like, I was like uh, a little high energy on this one when this happened. Yeah, I mean, I think that's largely something I would say that the gaming industry struggles with is inclusivity and sure. understanding of LGBTQ. I mean, what, last year? It was a whole big meme and kerfuffle with The Last of Us Part Two, And there were people yeah. out there being like, oh, Ellie's gay now? And I'm like... She's been pause. gay if you played the did, DLC. Did you yeah. not play the expansion that they did? And I mean, mm-hmm. even in just like the base story, I felt like there were enough hints there that led you to understand that, you know... She's not really interested I would like in to, guys. I would like to uh, admit, as a clueless male gamer, <laughs> I had no clue until the DLC. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like just None. like her interactions with like the younger, the younger boy, and they're sort of it's more just platonic and stuff like that. So, like, sure, I, but also I didn't really think she was looking for a boyfriend in the middle of the apocalypse, too. Well, now, no. Clementine in The Walking Dead does look for a boyfriend, so <laughs> it, it happens. Uh, I didn't or play girlfriend. Walking Dead. Or girlfriend. It can be either oh, or. Okay. Um, but, like, that's sort of something that I, like, with story-driven games like that, I've sort of, like, kept it in the back of my head as, like, a little thing to watch out for. Uh, just because, like, okay. every now and then it's it's something that you can pick up about a character so that you can sort of see why the certain interactions are going certain ways and why others don't go the way you'd think they would potentially. I Um, I normally don't put enough stock into people making stories for video games for me to really look into it that deeply mm -hmm. because I'd mostly just assume that it's going to be pretty light and pretty shallow and not have a lot of depth to it until after I finish it and then realize afterwards. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of games. Uh, now, the list is growing these days of where I actually enjoy the story and think it is well written. Um, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't go in looking for anything like that in a game because I just assume it's not going to be there. Anything. Well, like, well, like <laughs> I said, it's of, it's more subconscious yeah. than it is overt that I look for it. Um, sure. I just sort of keep, like, mental tabs, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree that it's very much kind of weird that they put that before the main show actually began, when that would yeah. be something that, you know, a lot of people find important in their everyday lives to have that representation to have that. I also kind of think with it being like impact, wouldn't you want it to be part of the main show? If the whole point is games for change, like you want people who are underrepresented, underrepresented to see their games, the ones that they hold close to their heart, like being held up next to the Forzas and the death loops and all the other big ones that are on this list. To be honest, I think they just need to do away with the concept of the pre-show in general. Just start the show. Do all the ads and stuff they do in the pre-show, right? 
um, and just start the show and have it be longer. I mean, the main show, people complain. It's like, oh, it's already almost three hours. I'm like, I, it's a ride for me. The whole the whole show is usually just a ride. I'm done <clears throat> when the show's done. And they're like, oh, man, that was a long time. I'm tired. During the show, I don't feel that at all. During the show, I'm, I'm not like, oh, man, what what's going on here? Like, I'm just like, what's next? What's next? Okay, these guys, you know, let's let's hear this. Like, I don't... Overall, I think the show was very good this year. Um, even though I didn't care a lot about the games, this sh- this year kind of proved it to me that, like, yeah, I just enjoy this show. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing people happy and, you know, celebrate. And, you know, there was a lot of people that were very happy to be being meeting in person since it was digital last year. Mm-hmm. Um well, I mean, there, there was, was only a couple super weird moments in it, like especially the Jim Carrey thing for the Sonic thing. I don't know if you saw that, <laughs> yeah. but like Jim Carrey, uh, basically miming his grandfather abusing him was a really weird joke, like a really weird one. Uh-huh. Um, and then even the ho- the the I don't remember his name, but the guy who voices Sonic, he was up there actually on stage. Because Jim Carrey just had a recorded video that he that he sort of like addressed the Game Awards, um, but like the guy, I don't remember his name. I'm sorry, uh, but he's a he's a known comedian before he did Sonic. Um, ben Schwartz. But like he, okay, yeah, Ben Ben Schwartz, and he was he was even kind of like okay, that was kind of weird. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. Maybe it was part of the bit. I don't know, but it was like, okay, that's maybe that, that joke went a little far. <laughs> maybe Jim Carrey is going crazy, or maybe he was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna fuck with people because I can because I'm Jim Carrey. I think it was part of just him him being Doctor Robotnik in the series that he was just like mm-hmm. going over the top with the 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 creepiness. I guess. Um, whatever. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so, uh, number two on on my bulletin board and feel free to interject if there's something I miss or something you guys want to talk about, but I, this is pretty much like, as things go, I wrote things down that like, I didn't write everything down, but the next thing, uh, telltale games are back with a game called expanse from the TV show expanse. Yeah. Which is, which is weird. Um, them being back show feels weird to me because it feels almost like uh toys toys are us being back it's like are they really back or is it like the same subsidiary of sears (laughs) the same heads that screwed things up in the first place like who 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 all is back from them like the actual like devs and stuff or or what what situation are we in? Are we in for disaster 2.0 or are we like good? Have we have we I gotten back? I don't think back? everyone is there because <clears throat> I saw another game. I'm going to have to go back and look at my notes closer, but there's another game that's coming out that has developers from Telltale on it, but it's not a Telltale yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. There I think you're right, Sasha. I think there is something like that. So I've never watched The Expanse. I might give it Neither a go just because I do love Telltale games, at least the Telltale formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give The Expanse a go to see if I might play this new game. Okay. 
Um, I very much uh, have no idea. I've only played one Telltale game, and it was the Batman one, and on mm. the Switch. Like, I, should... I, this this was a total like, hey, it's cool, they're back. Not playing it. <laughs> I don't. You I should... have no. You should get the Walking Dead series and play it. You will, you will be beaten down by emotions. It sounds better than the show. It, it sounds, is way better than the show. It does because I was out on the show episode two, like episode two on the Walking Dead. I was out. I'm like, this is about oh, people drama. <laughs> And not person like not versus zombies, and I am. That's counting. that's funny. Most people say they dropped off after season two. At which point I'm like, skip season two, resume at season three. No, no, continue. no. episode I've two. A shameful amount of it. A shameful amount. Season of Season one, episode two. I'm out. The moment you figure out that there's this like uh, grunting sex scene with the sheriff's wife and his best friend, I was like, nope. Well, they thought well, he was dead, man. Should be like that. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Lori's not going to make it much longer, so it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Shane I, gets the, his comeuppance, I just, and then she gets her comeuppance. He not, really does, though. You, I am, you just go back. Go back. Take all that malice you have for the for the sheriff's wife and just know it's not going to end I, well for her. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not... I get the context. They think he's dead. That's not the problem. The problem is it's like this immediately already said... This is a this is a soap opera with zombies, and I'm like, I'm not for this. I want zombies. Well, that's <laughs> just what graphic zombies. novels are like. The graphic yeah. novels are just a soap opera with zombies. The whole point is that humans are dangerous, but you should play the Walking Dead Telltale games, especially uh, I think as a parent now, like it it's gonna hit you. It's gonna mm-hmm. knock the wind out of your sails. I was I was a parent when I watched that. <laughs> I've been no, a parent no, for a no, while. No, 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 Telltale, the Telltale games. Okay, sure, okay. Yeah. I get you. I mean, yeah, as a parent, uh, even The Last of Us is kind of rough at times, because uh, it's like, oh, yeah, he's totally replacing uh, his daughter with, uh, with uh, is it Ellie? Ellie? No. Ellie? Yeah, Ellie. Yeah. I keep getting her, I keep getting her confused with... Um, the character from Between Two Souls, who is played by oh. Ellen Page. So, because they came out around the same time, if you remember that, and everyone thought that she was based off of Ellen Page, and it's, she wasn't. It's Elliot. We have it's Elliot Page now. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. I did not know that. Okay, Elliot Page. Yep. All right. You see, I don't. I don't keep up with celebrity stuff. So, anyways, <laughs> I'm better. I'm better when it comes to. Uh, people in my personal life than i am with celebrities yeah true um so uh then they said something in the show and i don't remember what it was but it was like here's uh like two like a i i can't remember what they said they said something cryptic as like well these two new trailers were going to be and then they showed like i was like ace were you here when they said this and i was like oh these are going to be shit and then immediately it was the Monster Hunter trailer, and I was like, "Wow, oh. I've never had my foot put in my mouth so quickly." <laughs> yeah, I was I was there for that. Yeah, I didn't. I, like, I don't remember said- you saying that, but I remember just seeing the opening and instantly recognizing it. And I was like, "Oh yes, here we go." 
Yeah, then, I don't think you heard me because I, I Chrono was laughing his butt off because I was just like, they said something like, "Here's another trailer from Capcom," and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be shit." And I, I wasn't even thinking about Monster <laughs> Hunter at that point. And then they showed off the Monster Hunter trailer, and I was like, "Well then, here I am being stupid and everything." <laughs> It was a good teaser. It's not much more of a teaser than that's uh, eh, a little bit more than we got with the first one, um, Melzano. Now we have what's it? What's its name? It's the Silver Moon Dragon. Uh, Luna Garon. Luna Garon, which, which looks like it might have uh, bleed and ice abilities, because it is very like blade looking on its body, and then it looks like it has frost that is able to manifest on it. So, well, we know for sure it is ice. Uh, we know for sure because that was confirmed. But I'm not sure about the bleed. That's speculation. I don't. Um, I like to speculate sometimes. And then we also have so, a confirmation of three more amiibos for people to hunt down. Hopefully, yeah, we uh, got a Malzano uh, amiibo and its armor for the Palamute and the Palico. So hopefully, uh, this time there isn't a ship that gets caught sideways that'll delay those. And mess with the uh, supply chain. Because wouldn't that be hilarious? Scalpers Scalpers are still a thing. Well, you Uh, say that, but uh, like two weeks ago, when uh, mm -hmm. we went down to Chicago, uh, coming back up, the Mullet Gurney Mills had like a large selection of the Monster Hunter Rise Amiibos. Like they had at least 10 of like the... uh, Magnamalo, and probably like five or seven each of like the Palamute and the Palico, and then my local game GameStop even had a decent selection of them too. So it seems like there's yeah. a wider distribution right now of them. So I just I just don't care for amiibos anymore. They don't do anything cool with them anymore. They just don't. I mean, for me, it's 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 the fun way to do DLC if you're not going to do like a story expansion. Sure. I like, like it. I liked it having as DLC, a physical but thing. The DLC is usually <clears throat> pretty meh. Yeah, honestly, and I just I I still say the best one is in Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U. You get the spinning top weapon if you have a Link amiibo. That's the best <laughs> one. Nice. And I, there's nothing's nothing has been able to top that. Ha <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. Um, the next game. Blew my socks off. Um, I described it as Bollywood the game. It was amazing. I don't know if you saw the trailer for this, Sasha, because it would have would have been in the pre-show, not the. But did you? See the, uh, basically, it's a bunch of. Um, it's called Thirsty Suitors. List yes. This yes, game I am going to play this game. <laughs> this game looks amazing. Yes. Now it and I say Bollywood the game because it is straight up like a uh, Bollywood like India crazy like uh if you guys have ever seen some Bollywood stuff. Now I've never watched a Bollywood movie but I see a lot of like uh like special like the Corridor Crew is a, is a YouTube channel that does like special effects and stuff mm-hmm. and they talk about Bollywood a lot and show off a lot of their crazy stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. and, like the crazy stunts and stuff they do. And this is basically that in a video game, 
where it's just like, are we fighting or are we flirting? And she's like, why not both? And it's just like super 100% cheese. And <laughs> oh, yeah, I and feel they... like it's going to be an answer to Scott Pilgrim because it's supposed to be like her ex, all of her exes are the the antagonists. And then yeah, what, the mom yeah. the mom is like getting super buff and then at one point she takes out yeah. what is they what do they call it? Like the chaka or something, which is like a sandal and just like has like a mega one. Oh god, mm-hmm. that was goofy. This is a goofy and I, I love it. This is such a cool game. And you know, talk about having like representation and stuff. We don't have a lot of like a, a lot of India games that we see a lot in the United States. And this was a really cool, like, look at it like a, like just a hyper culture kind of thing. It was just like, Oh, I love it. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I watched some show on Netflix that actually was about some, uh, an India girl, but I, in, in America and I couldn't remember the name of it. It was crazy. Cause she's just, a she's just a nut. She's like, this girl's just a nut and she's just trying like the, the, the show starts off with her basically going up to the popular boy's house in high school and being like, take me, do me. And he's just like, Oh boy, what's going on here? And then <laughs> I can't remember the name of the show. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but it was, it was good. And it, and it was just like, Oh yeah, I won't. I, and it had a lot of Indian culture in it. Cause it's, she, the main character is a, uh, from India and her family is so mm-hmm. it was actually really cool. Um, yeah, this game looks super awesome, super fun. I'm excited to play it. I don't know what platforms they announced on it. I don't think I remember seeing that. Um, but I was just, I was just like, yes, all the way. <laughs> For some reason I wrote down evil dead. I don't know why I wrote down evil dead. Maybe uh, because of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe. They revealed that game, which looks like it's going to be the same as uh, Jason, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's by the same developers that did the Friday the Thirteenth game. Um. Then they had another humorous trailer called "Have a Nice Death," and it was like a goofy. Um, goofy Grim Reaper kind of story thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked really cool. It kind of looked like a a, a Metroidvania, and if not, it was like a something in that style. Uh, yeah. That that was entertaining, but I, I didn't have a lot of notes on it. Just have a nice death was the name. Yeah, to me, it sort of looked like a combination of like Hollow Knight and uh, uh, the End is Nigh, which is also a platformer. And a bit more of a goofy one, because you play as, like, a black blob in a Hmm. city that's falling apart. Okay. Um, So then, that was it for the pre-show, which was a lot of ads and stuff in the pre-show, but it is the Mm pre-show. And then we got to the main show, and they had a really solid opening song. Uh, Now, do you remember what the song was from? I know Sting was singing it. I think this might have been one of the points that I uh, dipped out at. Okay. Some game song from a game this year, and Sting was singing it. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was actually really cool. Uh, I don't know the game it was from. Someone in the chat had to actually explain what what game it was from. But it was good. It was a good song. But uh, solid opening, and then immediately into the impassioned speech 
about abuse in the gaming community. And they're actually now a hotline for, they opened up a, they created a hotline for um, abuse. And I do believe, I'm not sure, because I, you know, it happened, as it happened, I was taking notes. I do believe that it was supposed to be not just online, but also like workplace abuse and stuff. Like I think they actually are creating a hotline so you can go to a safe space outside of your company and report something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, that was, that was what we were talking about earlier. They really addressed the whole blizzard Activision stuff. Um, that's like, a, I think that's a pretty big deal that they're at least trying to put something in place instead of just like thoughts and prayers, best wishes for all of the people who've been affected by this. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, they had immediately, here's a hotline. You know, this is mm-hmm. unacceptable. Here is how you do something about it. You report it. See, like, they were not They were not just saying, like, hey, if you're a victim of this, I'm sorry. They were like, no, if you see this happening, you report it, too. Stuff like that. Like, um, Keeley was very fired up about this. Now, a lot of people didn't. Before the show, he did a tweet uh, that basically just said that Activision Blizzard is not going to be appearing in the show uh, aside if they win any awards, but they are not going to be, none of their games are going to be featured uh, in any of the trailers or anything. Um, so they made a stance in that way, and a lot of people were like, oh, he's not going to address it, and that kind of thing. And my personal take was, you don't know that. it's The show hasn't happened yet. And immediately, like, really early in the show, he specifically addresses it. <laughs> and, I mean, he did this when the previous Blizzard guy stepped down for similar stuff a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember, I can't remember his name, but he was, uh, one of the last Blizzard people to step down before all this stuff. Right. And I mean, like it, so what, that's like two years in a row that they've been mm-hmm. addressed for that. I mean, that sort of shows that there's an ongoing pattern and I don't think that just trusting them to do the right thing is going to fix it. Because uh, I don't know if you've seen recently, but uh, there's a push by a lot of the employees to unionize, which mm-hmm. I think is probably a good thing because it's clear that there's... within the company there isn't going to be protection for them. And they've brought right. in anti-union uh, companies, like union-busting companies, to like put an end to this. And I'm like, don't you kind of realize that maybe they're talking about unionizing for a reason. Don't you maybe feel that there's, they think that there's zero like years and there's zero protection and like, well, they've been talking about unionizing for for wages in in general for Mm -hmm. years. Like, um, since I was living in Dayton, that was a big topic just before I moved out of Dayton. So we're talking like 2018, 2017. There was a lot of talks about unionizing in the, in the game industry, you know, in a whole, because well, it's, like, and we're not just talking about like sexism in, in um, wages, which obviously is part of the reason why they were investigated, but also in general, in the gaming space at me as a business, like uh, at the time I was a business uh, what they call a business programmer, right? And then um, 
you have a video game programmer and video game programming and business programming are pretty much the they're not the same, but they're related. You learn the same skill sets, and then you branch off from there, right? Same mm-hmm. same base of skills. Um, business programmers, on average, in the industry, made two to three times more than a than a video game programmer. And even a video game programmer was a lot more prestige and a lot more wanted and a lot more wanted job. They justified it by saying, "Hey, you want to be here doing this. You don't want to be doing the business programming stuff." So you're like what I like the level of experience that I had when when I stopped working in that industry, you know, I was making a little below what I should have been uh, at eighty five thousand a year. Um, the equivalent in the video game programming side was barely breaching 60. Mm-hmm. And when you live in places like L.A., Seattle, you know, all these high cost cities that's nothing that you know yeah. it's 60 and, and you know you're getting like a, you have like a full like full degree and i'm using myself as an example because i had a similar degree as far as like financial stuff goes like i came out of school owing seventy five thousand. Mm-hmm. so think about that school debt on top of whatever the cost of living living is out there and all that kind of stuff and they've been talking about that that aspect of unionizing for a long time and then we get all, you know, the workplace abuse stuff that we've been dealing with the past year or two with Blizzard, Activision. This isn't the first time Ubisoft had a lot of problems with this. Ubisoft is known for having problems like this. Um, and I, if, you, if you guys remember, there was a whole big thing about the CEOs of Ubisoft actually having like a, I'd hit this pool of the women in the work- workplace kind of thing. Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, and Activision Blizzard like, apparently had their epstein room or whatever it's being referred to as uh and then the cosby room cosby room yeah uh, i thought it was epstein but i mean either yeah, or I we talked we, we talked about it on this show a couple times yeah um but I, I don't know if you saw this one recently there was also an article i saw that said that uh some female employees uh had their breast milk stolen mm-hmm. out of the fridges yeah, was... like like that's just a weird one it's just super creepy and then and then someone in the comments pointed out how uh i don't know if you've seen the boys but there was a scene in the boys where they had a similar thing where one of the main heroes homelander steals some breast milk from like the character that he's attached to or in love with and blah 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 has like a weird sexual motherly relationship with to show how like twisted and fucked up he is and i'm like yeah, kind of, kind of fucked up to take something that's supposed to nurture a child from, you know, a mother, in a place that's supposed to be trusted. Like I, I know there's always like that joke of like lunches being stolen in a place of work, and that's always been the joke of like working in an office space. But like breast milk, like you're kind of extra fucked up, aren't you, buddy? Yeah, because it's probably warm. They pumped it at work. Yeah, that's. Yeah, no, it's gross. The whole the whole situation is gross. Like all of it, um, you know, breast milk or not, <laughs> it just got grosser with that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot grosser. Um, but like I said, I think they did a good job. 
uh, addressing it earlier in the show. Um, it's just, it's bad, and it's it needs a change. And I I think that yeah, I mean the the one series I would care about out of that company has delayed out the butt now. It's like a whole year and a half later now. So I'm like, what series? Yep, Diablo. Oh, would be the only one that I would care about out of the whole whole of Activision or Blizzard. So, uh, yeah. Well, I regret both, buying the Switch one now. Both heads of that Hydra are uh, pretty tainted, so might have to. Yeah, and that was the thing. Is like a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's just Blizzard. It's just Blizzard." I'm like, mm, "No, Activision's got the same shit going on. It's just ugh." So, on to more positive things. <laughs> um, the next note I have is the best indie game. Now, I haven't got to play a lot of these. However, I did vote on this one because I own one, and I specifically own it uh, because I have wanted to play it, and that was uh, Kenna, The Bridge of Spirits. Now, a lot of people didn't, like, a lot of people were like, oh, that's not an indie game. It came out on PS5, and it has, like, a physical release and stuff. It was like, yeah, that didn't have a wide physical release. I had to specifically ask for that uh, mm-hmm. at my game store. Um, and they got, like, two copies? I think. Yeah. Mine and and a general one for the store because they're like, oh yeah, Cham's interested in it. Other people might buy it kind of deal is, is the way they kind of took it. Um, uh, it was just, it was just like, um, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was a cool looking game. It looks really well done. It looks something in the style of those, Sort of like the era of 3D platformers after Mario 64. So we're talking like um, 360 like era. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Or Spyro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like that. But I'm talking like 360 days. So I'm trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some game my brother played, but it looks more along in those lines where it's a little bit more of a fleshed out world and that kind of thing instead of like these. Like. As much as I love Mario 64, it's like, here's like an island in the sky that is like this level. Whereas this feels like, you know, you're actually exploring something to a, to a degree. And it actually looks, you know, again, it looks really cool. I haven't got to play it yet. It is sitting there. It is on my list. By the way, speaking about my list, I started Dragon Age Origins. I started it. I will not be <laughs> finishing it. And I, there's a reason why. And it's not the game's fault. 100%. The game is crashy and shit full of bugs. Like, I played for three hours, and I am not out of the tutorial area. Like, <laughs> it kept crashing, and I would lose progress, and I had to rewatch the same dialogue stuff and repick the same options, and they would crash again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is infuriating. So I, I got, like, a little ways in. I was like, this isn't worth it. This is not worth my time. I got the gist of how this game works. I remember it from before. It is better on PC. I did get to do combat and stuff. I basically finished the ceremony where you turn into a Grey Knight. And that's where... A Grey Warden? Yeah, the Grey Warden. (laughs) And that's it. I was a Dwarven Commoner. I was a male Dwarven Commoner. 
We haven't that's, even that's... met the cool party members yet. I know. Oh, you met Ogren. You met Ogren. Uh, I met Morrigan as well. Yeah, I got that. she know. She's what she is. Well, she's in the party. I know that. I remember that from when I played it back in the day. Yeah. So. Ogren. Well, that sucks that that's happening to you because you're going to miss out on a pretty great franchise. No, I'm going to still, still play Inquisition. It's still on the list. Inquisition is there. I own it. It's on the list. I'm doing it. I'm not playing Origins. Origins, I, whatever for reason, the PC version that I'm playing can't get its shit together. And I can't play it <laughs> without it crashing. Um, I think Dragon Age also has the same thing that Mass Effect does. So if you go onto Bioware's website, you can um, pre-generate a, a game with choices mm -hmm. and load it into Inquisition. So you can kind of like sort of know what's going on and why certain people might show up in your game. Mm -hmm. Might be well, worth just doing that. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. But I am going to play Inquisition because I'm hopefully that won't crash and burn all the time. <laughs> um. So, uh, so move. Uh, moving on. Uh, we had a Lost Ark trailer and an announcement of a February 11th uh, release date. Now that's a cool one for me. Big ARPG fan. By the way, remember we had the quiz last week. Uh. I didn't realize this at the time, Sasha. Uh, and Ace, you may not have seen this also. We had the Titan Quest th game that you guys didn't get. I was like, yeah, it was 2006. It's a game I like. Literally, they released expansion that day I didn't know about. They just shadow dropped a new expansion. Nice. So I've been playing Titan Quest again, um, which is in the genre of Lost Ark. And Lost Ark is a cool game. Uh, it is made... Um, uh, I can't remember what... I think... I think it's Korean. I'm not sure. I it's it's not it part of the problem of it getting a stateside release is that it's in a whole nother country with a whole bunch of other problems of getting it here. Mm -hmm. But it is getting uh Amazon is working with them to get it uh in the United States and it is starting February eleventh as a free to play game. You can play it for free. Um Probably has some gross microtransaction stuff to make up for <laughs> being free to play. Um, but I am very interested in this series. Uh, a lot of these ARPGs, they do really cool things to sort of stand out in the genre. And this one is, hey, you know those things called skill trees like in World of Warcraft where you make a class? Mm -hmm. There's a skill tree per skill. <laughs> if you have a skill, like a battle skill, it has a skill tree. That's how Elder Scrolls Online is. Yeah? Okay. Yes, which I don't love. This is interesting to me, at least. Um, but yeah. Uh, the, I'm excited. Um, my brother and I are going to try to get through the Titan Quest expansion before this comes out in February. Um, Unfortunately, the Titan Quest expansion said, hey, you know, all the three difficulties you got to get through, the new expansion is at the end of the third difficulty. So if you want to start a new character, you got to play through everything three times, and then you can play our expansion. And I'm like, ugh, that's a lot, but I want to see it. So, mm -hmm. but they're expecting you to have already had characters that far. I deleted a lot of my characters because I didn't like how they were going. So I'm starting <laughs> from scratch. Um, 
at this point, we have the Sonic Movie 2 trailer. Looks super awesome. Did you see the trailer, Sasha? For Sonic Movie 2? No, I skipped it because I haven't seen the Sonic movie, the first one. My brother okay. liked it, but I just haven't watched it. It is really solid. The girls love it. Um, very kid-friendly, um, but also good at the same time. It's not going to annoy you, I would think. Um, or something like, I don't know, other kid-friendly stuff that I have to deal with. like Or now. or finding out that there's a time limit in a Sonic game because my kid won't let us help her. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 10 yeah. minutes. 10 minutes of the same song on loop. And it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool trailer. Like I said, they had this weird Jim Carrey thing. They're like, I like Jim Carrey. He's legitimately one of my favorite actors. And that was just weird. <laughs> like, Grandpa, don't choke me kind of deal. Like, what is gonna going on here? I'm going to have to look here? this up. I'm going to have to see this Jim yeah. Carrey thing. It, it was very, very bizarre. Um, looks, also, I hope... Looks uh, like I was right. It's Korean. Lost art. I hope they find a way to bring in Ugandan Knuckles. Since we have regular Knuckles. Um, I saw you artwork... You mean you hope they find a way? The way? Yes. Because uh, oh. I saw a post on Twitter today. Someone made like a little mini comic. They brought back the uh, crazy guy, the crazy guy from the first one, who uh, mm-hmm. drew Sanic. So I'm hoping they'll bring him back and have him draw Ugandan knuckles. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Idris Elba, right, is playing Knuckles. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool moment where they're like. You're never going to get my power. Sorry, this is a spoiler for the trailer, I guess. But um, you're never going to get my power. And then, like, Knuckles catches him midair and, like, dunks Sonic in the ground. He said, who need, Who said I needed your power? And that, like, Idris Elba voice. And you're like, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, and based on uh, uh, Robotnik introducing him, it looks like they're doing the... Uh, uh, Knuckles is led to think Sonic is bad or something like that. And then mm-hmm. we'll see what happens to uh, change that opinion. Yeah, yeah, because Knuckles has always been like an anti-hero to begin with, and then he becomes the big stupid guy in Sonic Boom. Yeah, where you could uh, yeah. double jump, pause, and then double jump again, and then pause, and then jump and then pause and then jump oh again yeah and then pause so and then i don't know if you again. knew about that sasha that was a that was a bug in one of the sonic boom the sonic boom game where knuckles has a double jump but it resets if you pause the game so you can just double jump again in the midair and you can just jump infinitely high by pausing and, and was, people have been able to speed the run the game in like less than an hour by doing that knuckles knuckles op yeah. Um, so after that, we got Nightingale, which is a cool survival game set in um Victorian uh timeline. This I was game really cool. Sounds cool. It looks really cool. They said like I was like, ooh, I like this. I like the creatures, I like the 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 aesthetic. And then they were like survival building game, and I was like, ooh. Okay, maybe not so much, but <laughs> <laughs> still look cool. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw yes, more ads for it today. It's by X Bioware developers, so I feel like I feel like it's calling to me. It wants me sure. to play it. Fair enough. I'm not gonna lie. When I booted up, because I I started Dragon Age Origins today, and like I said, I, I was trying to play it. I'm not gonna lie. You seen that the the blood spatter across the screen, and it goes turns into Bioware. I was like, oh, this feels good to see this again. And it's I was like, still, that screen still looks good. And that's what that ten years old game. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks so cool. And then I went into the EA logo, and I was like, okay, less cool, less cool, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> The Bioware part, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I'm not as okay with the uh, game of the year choice, just because it's an EA game. Oh, that's right. They published it. That's right. I don't, I don't look at EA for that game. Um, it, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there because it's my last note. Um, so uh, the next trailer. Unless you got, do you want to talk more about the Nightingale? Okay. I just that game looks pretty cool. I'm excited for it. The aesthetics look really good. Um, yeah. I like how it's multiplayer, but I don't really, you know, it's a lot of these are just teasers and not much you can say about them other than, hey, I want to play that, maybe. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Um, the next one was the Gollum Lord of the Rings game. Um, oh, yeah. with the incredibly poor base design on behalf of the orcs putting a lever way up and behind for the cauldron of molten metal. <laughs> I was like, is that what that one orc was supposed to be like watching over? Is that was that his job before he got dunked on by Schmeagel? Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> and it wasn't Smeagol, it's Gollum. That's a Gollum action. See, this is this is this is why I like the concept of this game. It's it's like the Paragon and and Renegade thing from like Mass Effect or like Good and Evil and all those like like uh mm-hmm. morality choice games. And it's like Smeagol and Gollum. That's a Gollum action. That's a Smeagol action, that kind of thing. Like I like this. Um mm-hmm. I've always liked Gollum. I've always liked uh, him in Lord of the Rings and stuff. He's a cool uh, uh, antagonist. He's like, it's very weird. He's a protagonist up until he gets betrayed, and then he's an antagonist. But he was started off as an antagonist, Mm -hmm. and then he was sort of like a protagonist, and then comes in like in the movies. It's kind of hard to pinpoint, and I don't think his role is that much different in the books as well as the movies. But yeah. Really excited. I like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite properties. I'm excited to play Gollum. Um, did you see this trailer, Sasha, for Gollum? Yes, I did see it, but I'm not I'm not super into Lord of the Rings, so I, it's, Okay. It's the, it's the it's the poor base design, wasn't it? Poor base design. Sure. Set it setting the lo- the uh molten metal dumping lever up and away. Where no one can see it, just so that yeah. he can remain hidden. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, it actually reminds me. If it works out the way I think it is, it looks like it's gonna be like a, a good version of Sticks, 
And I don't know if you guys ever saw, but Styx was a good stealth game where you played a goblin in like a fantasy world. Um, I played it. Uh, I have never finished Styx. I have attempted to start and finish it twice. Um, but I own both the games, Styx and Styx Master of Shadows, I think is the second one. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. If it's a good stealth game like that kind of thing, I might be into it. But stealth games are hard for me to finish. I like them, but they're hard for me to finish because they get frustrating and boring. And like it is as cool as it sounds to be like the ninja ninja stealth master kind of thing, which kind of Gollum's role in things. He's not a good physical fighter. Um, you're like, hey, this is really cool and concept, and then in execution, you're like waiting five minutes for the right cycle of guards so i can sneak and it's just not it's just not fun Mm -hmm. um so uh after Gollum, we had uh the award for best rpg now this is where i'm gonna let ace kind of kind of pop off here um I have some thoughts, and I already put this up on Twitter. Um, I'm okay with the winner, and I'm okay for a couple reasons. But Ace, do you want to do you want to start off? I mean, I will always say that Capcom and Monster Hunter deserve recognition. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, I haven't played Tales of Rise. I've heard good things about it. I mean, we also had, what, CD Projekt Red, which, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. We had uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five, uh, Scarlet Nexus, which looked interesting to me, but I never got, got it because, I don't know, I haven't bought many games recently, but like, come on, let's let's give Monster Hunter its due already. Okay, biggest reason why I'm okay with Monster Hunter not winning this award, I don't consider Monster Hunter an RPG. Boo. Poo-poo on you now. (laughs) I think it's the wrong category. It doesn't fit in sports and racing, but it is a hunting game. No. First and foremost. It does. Because you have the Palamutes, and you have a Sonic course in the game now. So it's definitely a racing game. (laughs) okay i'm just saying hunting would go in sports and racing and i wouldn't like monster hunter in that category because it's not a hunting sport it is hunting for mechanics um if that makes sense i think it just needs to be an action or action adventure or that kind of thing one of the more generic ones um because it's harder to pin down monster Hunter. i fully do not think monster hunter is an rpg Um, I do, it doesn't hit a lot of the check boxes for me as an RPG, as far as like stats leveling up and that kind of stuff. There are stats, but it's all equipment based. Tell me what game doesn't have equipment that changes stats. Like even doom has equipment. Like you're like, it's not, there's not a leveling up system to it. You're not grinding. Sure. There's RNG grinding for parts, but you're not like, it's, it's not. It's not there to do the RPG sort of like it's not it doesn't fit the category well in my brain. I feel like 
calling it an RPG is doing the game a disservice because it's not describing the game well. That being said, on the flip side, Tales of Arise is an amazing game. And um, I am not done yet. I, I assume I am back to thinking I am near the end of the game. Because um, last week I, I talked about the fact that I was like, I get this big twist. Um, I'm going to take a moment and we are going to like, do you, uh, do either of you two plan on playing a tales of Arise? I don't know. It's unlikely that I will play it. Okay. I'm going to spoil the shit out of this game. All right. Because I have to talk to someone about this. Um, listeners, if you are playing tales of Arise and have not finished it yet, please avert your ears for the next I don't know how long, because it's going to take a while to describe. I just want to go through the plot of this game, okay? Now, granted, I will preface this by it is anime as hell. And um, despite it being that, I still actually enjoy this story. Um, there is all sorts of stuff going on. But the plot of this game is just, just insane. Like, insane. So, preface. You are playing someone called the Masked Man. You have a literal metal mask that is over your head that somehow you can see through. There are no eye sockets. There are no mouth holes. He actually talks about the fact he has to shove food up through the face of the mask to eat. He can't remove it. He doesn't know why. Doesn't know what's going on. This is your main character. Right? You are called the Masked Man. You are a slave in a place called Calaglia, which is a desert. There are... What you know so far in the game is there are the people called the, the Renans and there's people called the Danans. And Renans are part of an alien invasion force of humans that took over the Danans and have been forcing them to do slave labor for a crown contest. And crown contest, think of the, the ideas of people's life energy called astral energy. They are harvesting people's life energy through hard work, literally being siphoned out of this device in their hand to collect it all in this ball and whoever collects the most energy in a ball is the ruler of the world. And the Renans have this strict like royalty hierarchy kind of deal. And the Danans are all just slaves. This is how the game starts. Okay. You're like, all right, you are a slave. You want to no longer be a slave, right? So you start fighting back. You fight guys. You are then, uh, a you in your uh like adventure during a slave sort of deal. Run into this Renin girl, um, named Shion, which is like the most anime name I have come across so far. And Shion is a Renin who is like an outcast or whatever because she has this terrible thing called thorns. And if you physically touch her, you get hurt. Like, like think of like a thorn spell. Like, literally, you get hurt touching her. This, mm -hmm. like, purple-pink thorn electricity shocks people who touch her. And you and her sort of team up, break out, because she's arrested for being whatever. No one likes her. And I guess they put her in jail. And she wants to take down the crown contest, and she doesn't tell you why, but she wants to destroy it all and you're like hey i'm a slave if i destroy it we will free all the slaves 
fast forward, you beat the first lord uh, of the area. There's five areas. Uh, during the battle, you can't really cut it. You're like, you're like, oh no, we don't have the ability. And then you pull a flaming sword out of Shion's chest. Um, I should also say that, put in, uh, in fact, magic is a thing. They call it astral arts. Basically able to r- manipulate astral magic into spells. Mm-hmm. Only the Renans can do it. That's part of the reason why Danans are slaves, because they can't do it. You pull a magical sword out of her chest, and you defeat the Lord, and you make a deal to use the sword with her because only you can wield it because you can't feel pain. Your character can't feel pain. This is something that comes up at this point. Do all the other slaves have like a metal, like iron no. mask thing on their He's face? He's the only so, one. He's so the is only he, one. Is he also a Renan then that they made into a slave? No, it, it's, it's, I will, I, I, that's what, that was my theory going through this. That is not correct. Okay. Along the way, right you meet several characters. Yeah, you'll be, be right back. Along the way, you meet several characters. You put the ragtag team, and you're taking down the lords, and you're learning more about the world and the people and yada yada. You meet a, a, a Danon girl who's been in hiding who can use astral arts, and they're like, why? And we were called mages, which is kind of funny. It's like, oh, wait, that makes sense. They were mages. Uh, and you're like... Uh, but you know, even the people who couldn't cast Astral Arts hated us, so we've been living in hiding since even before the the Renans took over three hundred years ago, kind of thing. So there's that. You meet, um, you meet the son of like your your mentor who is at odds with what odds with his dad, and during the throwing over the second lord, the dad gets killed and the son joins you, and you're trying to reconcile the grief and stuff. Actually pretty emotional stuff and is actually really well done. So it's actually like, Oh man, that, that was actually a really good story point. I'm sorry. I'm glossing over it, but the plot is just insane enough that I have to keep going. So you, you, you take down this Lord, you go to the third realm and you find out that in this realm, all of the Danans of the Renans are living as equals and living in peace. And you're like, come again. What? What? So how are you winning the crown contest? And the lord of that area is like, I'm not winning the crown contest. I don't want to. I literally don't give a shit. And you're like, huh, okay. Um, weird. Maybe this is how we should do things. Like, I, I like this guy kind of deal. But you're still like, what's going on? Turns out, behind his back, a lot of the people underneath him are still using Danans to win the crown contest. And he doesn't know. Because they're keeping it away from him. And he's just a, a lord nobility who's never had to do anything for himself. So he doesn't know any better. Like like that kind of thing. Uh, find out there is a lake of death beneath his city. And I mean a lake of death as in they figure out that if you use up all of the astral energy out of a person, you turn into a silver pile of goo. And there's a whole lake of a pile of goo beneath the city. A whole lake of dead people. <laughs> and you're like, holy cow. Meanwhile, his captain of the guard, Kisara, also joins your party, and she's like a Danon who believes in the in the equality between the Renans and stuff because of that city. And you're like, cool. 
Uh, <laughs> you basically usurp the bad guys. They kind of like deal with their own shit. Uh, in the process, uh, Kisara loses her brother, who she's estranged from. Didn't want to, but you know, she's. He dies, showing them the lake of death. He proves the lake of death's existence by basically puddling himself into the lake. And they're like, "What? What? Why would you do that?" Of course, shatters both the reality of like the, you know, basically the equality was so, almost a facade, but it wasn't the Lord's fault. That's what he really wanted to do, but he it was crazy. A lot of crazy stuff, right? Like I'm saying. Get to the fourth realm. Fourth realm, you're like, uh, we gotta, we're gonna take it. Well, they've already liberated it. There's only Danons left. We're all the, we're all the, the Renans. And why does everything look like it's burned? Oh yeah, they freaking suicide bombed the procession of the Renans and killed everybody with bombs, including the other Danons. So they basically terrorist attack killed everybody. Um, figure out these Danons are not cool people and are totally willing to kill people to get their way. And power hungry Danon running the 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 show, only to be tricked by the Lord who got away, comes back and liquefies everyone all at once to try to win the contents contest. See, I'm saying this is a crazy plot, right? You go, you you go to kill her. Uh, you figure out that the mage girl that we talked about earlier, the Lord who killed her parents, is this Lord. So we're like. Like I said, crazy stuff. Out of nowhere, the fifth lord comes and kills the fourth lord for you. All right. And you're like, why? Who? What? Uh, what's going on? Uh, I don't under like I don't understand. So like, you kind of regroup. All right, we're gonna go to the fifth area. We're gonna kill. We're gonna get this guy. We're gonna get the Renis Alma, which is like the basically when you get all the orbs together, it creates the Renis Alma. Blah blah blah. We're going to do this. And meanwhile, the whole time there's a big group dynamic. Everyone's learning about themselves and life and stuff. And Shion is super distant. She won't tell you why she wants to have this stuff done. And everyone wants to be hi ha ha friends and everything. And Shion's like, "Don't touch me, because it'll hurt." Also. I don't like people kind of thing. You don't understand. Blah, blah, blah. You get to the fifth area. Everyone is literally mind controlled. Danons, Renans, everyone. Like robots. Right? Figure out that this Lord had mind controlled everybody. Not really super complex. You're like, uh, in this area, you're like, okay, cool. You kill the guy. Kind of. He escapes. You get the orbs together. This is where I think the end of the game is. That last week, right? I was like, we got the orbs. Figure out at this point the reason why Shion wants the orbs because it's the only way to get rid of her thorns. Her, and the way that she can actually physically touch people. Because this woman cannot physically touch a person without hurting them to the point of near passing out or death. So it's like, yeah, that would be kind of hard to live with. <laughs> you couldn't even hug someone. like. Mm -hmm. So... She starts to get more acclimated and everyone starts to become friends and she's opening up to them and this is why I want to do it. And they're like, we're going to help you, Shion, and save all the slaves. We've liberated everyone and what's going on? And, ah, oh, boy. Um, I should describe at this point the fact that Dana is a planet. Rena is a planet. They are uh, orbitally locked with each other and there's like a space station between the two. 
that was used as a jump off point for the Renans to get to the Danans. It's not important until now. Get the right. orbs. Suddenly this person with black eyes steals all the orbs, has a sixth unknown orb, and teleports away. That is that is that this is where I'm like, what now? What? What's going on? So all this is going on, right? All this crazy stuff. You go to get the orb on the space station. It's not the space station. Let's go to the planet. You try to go to the planet. Um, a bunch of copies of this red, like, dressed girl that, that we just saw steal the orb. Teleport your spaceship way out in Timbuktu of space, away from everything. Only to find yourself in front of a space station that has a copy of one of the red girls there in a stasis. Now this is where the, the story, this has been insane so far, right? This is where the story gets even more insane. You figure out that the thorns inside of Shion is part of this dark God. That is the dark astral energy of the planet Rena and the planets. If they have all their astral energy gathered in one spot, create a consciousness and Rena's is super evil. And Dana's is good. So they are good and evil, the planets. And it is trying to extinguish Dana. And it literally feeds on on the energy of the other planet. And that's what it's been doing all this time. So then, maybe the Rena's aren't actually evil. They're just doing really bad shit to try to get all the good astral energy together. To kind combat. of. The bad Here, here's, astral energy? Here's the thing. It's so powerful, it just mind controls everything. So, the 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 Renans are not able to be mind controlled because they're from Dana. Things from Dana are not able to mind control. Now, we didn't know they're from Dana until this point. You're like, why can't they control? These weird race of things that was the red-suited girl is actually a different race, and they actually show you its true form. They are completely and utterly controlled by this thing, dark energy thing. And the reason why this one can't be is because it's too far away from the other planet. Some accident happened. It was on a repair ship and the repair ship got knocked out of orbit from the space station. And it's sitting there by itself and learning everything. It tells the party that they as a race under control of the dark energy kidnapped Thousands upon thousands of Danans that were good with astral arts and made them into the Renans. And they only live on the space station. They never were from Renan. They never have even been to Renan. And when you pan out and you look at Ren uh, on at, at uh, Renan, you look at it because you can because they're they're tidally locked, right? The same faces is for, always face each other in the rotation. It's just that side of the planet. Everything else is collapsed. It's literally like the part of an eggshell like this. Mm. Like it's so the, the planet's energy has collapsed the back half of it into itself. So it's just a, a shell of itself. And it's just like, holy shit. Anime as fuck. I have skipped over even some incredibly important parts. Like the fact that there is a such thing called the person who wins the contest is called the sovereign. And it turns out your character is a sovereign from way before. And his mask 
it suppressed his memories and stuff. So your mask breaks off over time. I didn't even mention that. And he starts to remember stuff like he was kidnapped. He was like experimented on. He was forced to become, and he th- remembers Shion somehow, but it turns out it's like an ancestor of Shion and she's something called the maiden. Like I'm not even, this, this plot is crazy. Now the cra- cool thing is it's really cool. It's really well done. And I'm not doing a service by going through this like frantic retelling. But it just, this is how crazy this plot is. And it won for best RPG. And I'm like, how many people finished this game and actually voted for this? Because like, I don't feel like they finished it. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's really good. It's really well voice acted. The plot, despite it being so crazy and anime and all that kind of stuff, is actually really well done. Very Mm. emotional in parts. Like, they, they deal a lot with, like, classism and racism very directly, even though they're kind of whitewashing it because everyone's just white, sort of, except for one character. I've seen it in the whole thing, and it's one of your party members. Uh, he's dark-skinned. That's it. Um, they don't deal a lot with sexism or anything like that because in their society, men and women are just treated equal. They just, you know... They don't deal with that, but they're dealing a lot with racism and classism as much as the races look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, it's just crazy. Right. It's just like a, this crazy, really deep story. And I know I ran it on that for like a half hour, it feels like. But like, oh my gosh. Like, I've just like mind blow after mind blow. And I'm actually at a point where the story where I just learned all this information about the Danans are actually Renans that were, or the Renans are actually Danans that were kidnapped long ago and all this stuff. And all the characters are like, oh no, I don't believe that. That can't be true. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's been so much like outright hatred between the two races. And it's just like, I can't, how does that, we're the same? Oh no. Like, And then like the magical girl is like, Oh wait, the reason why there aren't other magic users is because they were all kidnapped and we escaped. Oh no! <laughs> this is all this crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, good game. I'm okay with it winning best RPG. Fair enough. All right, next up on the list. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is where it takes two wins over Monster Hunter Rise for best multiplayer game. Is what I have. Uh, here, and I don't agree with this. I, I you know, as much as I want to play, t- it takes two. I, I mean, want assuming, I, mul- assuming by the title of the game, is it only a max of two players? Yes. Yeah. You, okay, so Monster Hunter beats it. You get four max, just by sheer numerical value, it beats it. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think it's how it works, but. Yes. And plus, I mean, just based on the amount of fun that you can have playing with other people in Monster sure. Hunter, it takes uh, it over It takes that. two is specifically a story co-op game. Mm-hmm. And when I see multiplayer game, and it is multiplayer, definitionally. That is more than one person playing together. I don't feel that that does the, sur- the, the, the idea justice. I mean, it's... It is a game that does not have a single player option, though. You can't play It Takes Two by yourself. Mm-hmm. Fair. Fair. I just. 
I almost want a different category, but they're not prevalent enough for like good co-op games. Like good, like just co-op games. But you know what? Monster Hunter could be a co-op game as well. Because, you know, you're never against each other. You're always working together. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It takes two can beat it in that category as well. But yeah, that was the one time I was like, oh, come on. Monster Hunter should have won that one. Um, so, it takes two. I really just wanted to play this game. Also, I should... Uh, I had the guy's name written as Joseph. I don't know his last name. Um, but the, the big creative director guy of It Takes Two is the same guy who's infamous in the Game Awards uh, for saying, fuck the Oscars. Um, it is this guy who has made this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, his last name is Fares or Fares, F-A-R-E-S. Mm. Okay, Fares, yeah. Fares, Fares. Yeah, he's, he's cool. He's super cool. Uh, I like how... Uh, Jeff Keighley at one point during the show basically said, I learned to not give him a mic. Um, cause he's almost every time said, fuck the, fuck the Oscars. And it's been, it's been pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. the, so much so it's kind of become a meme and almost like a, I don't know, a rally cry for the game awards. Um, cause I think yeah. legitimately I mean, the I've, game I've awards seen... are enjoyable to watch. The Oscars are not. I've seen Samus art saying fuck the oscars so yeah i guess that that's that i guess that'll be the slogan for the game awards yes game awards um because fuck the oscars yeah um so yeah uh well multiplayer game forspoken is revealed for ps5 forspoken looks freaking amazing um so we got representation and equality. I don't think I saw anyone who wasn't black in that in that trailer. I think it was entirely a black cast on this fantasy game. I, mm-hmm. It looked really cool. It looks like a legitimately cool game. It's like, hey, you are you are the Avatar in Avatar: The Airbender, and you are the only person in that world who who can do bending. Is the impression I got? They're like. Because you're like some sort of alien or whatever. I don't know. It was really cool. Like you get ported to another world and you can manipulate the elements. Your main character can. Um, it's actually kind of cool that they they had the voice actors for that trailer present it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually really cool. Um, it looked really good. I, I was like immediately, that is on the list. Um... See about that. The next game is also on the list for me, Space Marine 2. <laughs> I never played Space Marine 1, but uh looks really awesome. Third person hack, you know, killing a bunch of bad guys in the Warhammer universe. Warhammer's so cool. It was just funny in the context of like all the ground forces are just struggling and then three guys in power suits drop in and hose down the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what while, while I was on there, uh, Chrono was on was on the stream with me at that point. It was just I think at this point it was just Ace Chrono Nine. Chrono, who is a lot more versed in the Warhammer universe than me, was like, "No, this is just how the Marines are in this universe. Like, three of them could totally take down that many." I'm like, "Oh, so it's like a power fantasy game? I'm in. 
I am in. This is, I play Doom. I am in. Like, um, so that, that looked really cool. And then, uh, best action game, uh, best action adventure, I should say, uh, Metroid Dread. Yay. Mm-hmm. I, fi- I finished Dread. This is one of the games I finished this year. I'm glad it won. Um, Doug Bowser accepting the award. I just love seeing his name come up. Just mm-hmm. for Nintendo, Bowser accepting the award. I like I like your... Uh, I think you made the comments during it of, of course, he turned it into a advertisement for the game. Oh, when yes, he, was he did. going over details of the game. Yeah, immediately he was like, it's the... He started, like, selling the game based on how it is and stuff, too, immediately. Although, eventually, he switched gears and started thinking, you know, you know, saying, like, you know, I'm here to represent the developers and, and, and you know, the teams. And, like, he did switch gears to be more like the, the typical award thing, but he was the first person in all of them to really try to sell the game for winning an award. I was like... Yes, you would, Nintendo. You would be the people to do that. <laughs> oh, well. Um, Another game trailer dropped. I don't remember what the name of the game was called, but I know it's in the Dune universe, and I am very into that lately, and it's oh, yeah. a 4X game. And 4X being the, what is it, exploration... Um, basically four fast facets to a strategy game of it's like exploration, combat, resource management, and something else. It creates a four X game. Um, spice wars. Thanks chat. Um, Dune spice wars. And it's just like a good looking game. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like the universe. I'd like to, I'd like to see four X games, although usually are very extremely complex. So we'll see. I own a few. And I can't finish them like Last Federation. Um, we got a cool, crazy trailer called Rumbleverse. It looks like open world Smash Brothers is the way I would describe it. Mm-hmm. That looks fun. I um, know that you enjoyed the uh, guy in the horse, the horse mask turning around going. Brr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had a sense of humor too. Um, Plague Tale Requiem. I played the Plague Tale last year. Um, really cool story game. Um, it sort of kind of puts you st- puts you in the Black Plague, uh, that kind of time area. Except your little brother has the magical ability to control these hordes of rats that carry the plague and kill people. Um, but they're not exactly the nicest things. Um, they will still kill you if you don't control them right. So... It's a really weird sort of like fantasy game set around the Black Plague. Um, and Requiem is the sequel. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just sort of a teaser trailer. I have an idea of what the game is, but obviously it's the same mechanics, running away from the rats and the guards. You are a teenage girl, and we're talking like early teenage, not like 17. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to get your brother to escape from the king uh, or something like that. Like some nobleman trying to murder you too. So... It's like, uh, kind of like, um, Ellie's role in the last of us in the beginning part where she wasn't really able to fight head to head as much. Mm -hmm. Um, 
she yeah in this game you are not a head-to-head -head fighter you have to resort to stealth and traps and tactics or you know pushing a guy into the sea of plague rats so that kind of stuff um cool series i'm glad to see uh glad to see a um uh, a sequel glad it did well enough and then we got another music thing uh, with Imagine Dragons uh, doing a a cover of a Bastion song mixed with their own song. Mm -hmm. uh, it was actually really cool. Um, I don't know Bastion's music well enough to know the difference or whatever song that Imagine Dragons was doing to know the difference between which ones was which. Um, but it was a cool performance. Mm -hmm. um, Imagine Dragons was also on the very first Game Awards as well. So that was kind of cool for them. Um, and this one, I, I want to talk about this one, this award specifically. It was the uh, best uh, uh, game for accessibility, which was won by Forza 5. And this is actually a really cool category. Uh, it's, it's you know, able gamers and that kind of stuff, you know, being able to facilitate people who can't play games as well. Um. When they showed it, I was legitimately like, that is super cool. And then I questioned it right away because I was like, I don't understand. Now, I don't know. But Forza won for having a sign language interpreter on the screen for uh, Forza's dialogue. Now, this is really cool. It's you, They even showed a clip of how it works. Like you're playing the game and you're actually seeing the bottom corner this woman doing the sign language um, along with the dialogue. Now, I don't want to belittle this. I think it's a really cool thing, and I just don't understand um, not being differently abled in, in, in that aspect or any aspect, honestly. But I, I don't understand the sign language over just reading the text. Now... Well, like I, like I had suggested... I'm pretty sure people that use ASL um, are able to interpret signs quicker than they are mm -hmm. able to read something. So, sure. Subtitles, I think, while good in a lot of other contexts, aren't as as quick at getting the message across as sign language uh, because they don't spell out the words like letter by letter. They no, they don't use they use signs. So mm -hmm. I think I think there's a certain degree of speed that you can achieve in conveying that type of that thing is, with sign language. That is a good point. I was just like, it, it, it gave me pause, <laughs> mm -hmm. and not saying it didn't deserve it for that. I just I'm not I'm not as well, you know. Again, it was just like I don't understand. <laughs> Literally, it is. I just don't. Um, but yeah, I, I could see it being faster. Um, but I'm not sure. I know that, that, that doesn't sell me on the idea of hundred percent still, but mm, yeah, I, I, it's cool. No, obviously a lot of work went into that. Having someone sign that all the dialogue and something that's, that's a lot to do. It's a lot of recording. There you go. Accessibility haters call that journalist mode. Now. What? Because that was the what thing. What are you with, talking about? Because that was the thing with The Last of Us too, last year. 
They have uh, accessibility oh, settings they called in it that journalism game, mode. and people were calling it journalism mode because you could literally just like sneak, sneak or crawl your way through the entire game, or through major parts of it. Oh. And blah blah blah. I'm like, it's not really that big of a deal. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then, um, obviously they do the, the, uh, after that, my, my last notes are the actual like game of the year award. As always the game awards orchestra, I did a great medley of all the different, uh, games together. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. Every time, um, when they transition into the dread music, Metroid dread, that was cool. That was mm-hmm. a good transition. That was really good. Um, Metroid Dread has some amazing music as well. Um, yeah, that that sort of had then, me thinking that Metroid Dread was going to win, but unfortunately not. Uh, but uh, it takes two took the gold uh, as well as several other prizes, and there we go. Like no no hate to the game. I haven't played it. Uh, I really wanted to play this. I game. have I have a general I, idea of what it's about. Uh, well, okay, so it's interesting because um, two parents are getting divorced, right? Mm-hmm. Which being divorced, this is close to home, close to home to me, and it's the literally the two dolls of the kid that the parents have together that she has. She's sort of like trying to play with the dolls, and she thinks them as her mom and dad, and then and mom and dad end up being in those dolls and having to escape toy world or whatever as those dolls and work out their relationship issues at the same time. Kind of a neat concept. Interesting interesting concept. I, uh, I saw some opinions saying that it was, wasn't executed very well. So we'll have to see if, uh, I never got to play uh, it. My continuing, uh, embargo on EA games will hold me from ever playing the game. So, that's true. Yeah, it is an EA game. Um, I don't really have an embargo on EA games. I'm just normally not interested in their games. Mm-hmm. Period. Uh, Resident Evil Village would have been an interesting thing to have won. I think it yeah. was. Yeah, it was up there. It was up there for Game of the Year. Monster Hunter was not. Although World was when World won Best RPG. It was up there for uh, the mm-hmm. award, I think, for Game of the Year. There's only been a few times where Game of the Year won, and I was like, that's the one. That's the one I want to see. Well, um, hopefully I think Disco we can... Elysium was last year's, and I was like, I don't even I don't even know what that game is. <laughs> well, hopefully we can get it back with uh, Sunbreak. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, Iceborne didn't even get nominated, if I remember, last year. Mm-hmm. So... Well, then maybe it'll get ongoing. Yeah, because technically I, Sunbreak is part of Rise. But they do, I don't know. We'll see. And then uh, Elden Ring won most anticipated for the second year in a row. That was kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, as much as I am excited about Elden Ring, bullshit on that. <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2, all the way. Yeah. Sort of, Sort of for me, like, I don't know. God of War Ragnarok, yes. Breath of the Wild, two, definitely. Monster mm-hmm. Hunter Sunbreak, obviously. So, 
I don't think Sunbreak was on the list. No, it wasn't. I'm just adding it as a personal. Sure. So, Sasha, uh, you didn't get to talk much during that. I mostly just rattled off what went on. But um, how, do, how do you feel about, now that we talked about it all, overall, the show and everything? I mean, I'm kind of sad I missed it. It sounds like it was a nice a nice award show. Yeah. Um, I don't feel very interested in It Takes Two, um, just based on what I've seen of it, what I've heard about it. So I'm a little disappointed that it kind of swept a couple of categories. Um, yeah. But... I, f- I felt the same way about Disco Elysium last year. Mm-hmm. Disco Elysium has been a game that's been low-key on my radar, but I have not actively put any yeah. work into starting it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think I'll be interested to see some of the stuff that some of the other games that were announced. I'll be interested to see mm-hmm. how that plays out next year or I guess probably the year later, depending on what actually gets delayed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple other things that were on my list that I saw um, some trailers for were the Star Trek game. The Star Trek Resurgence looks really cool to me. Um, oh, yeah. There was a Star Trek game. Yeah. It looks like it's supposed to be a, uh, an RPG. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in that. And uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I can't like, believe I skipped that. I was so hyped for that. <laughs> Like a D and D Borderlands that yeah, I'm it's all uh, for that. It's bunkers and badasses. Um, yeah, yeah. I I am so into, now. I don't like Borderlands in general lately. I mean, well, because my bad experience of Borderlands one, um, and my brother is refusing to play Borderlands three until he gets a PS five, and now he's starting to turn down opportunities for PS fives from the game store because he doesn't want a used one, and I'm like. <sighs> I just, I just want to play a game with you, damn it! Like, <laughs> but that said, I well, will probably play Tiny Tina's without him. Uh, well, if, yeah. tell him, tell him to get the uh, two hundred dollar Best Buy subscription, and then you'll have a better access chance to get a play- PlayStation Five from Best Buy. That's a thing. Yeah, they. They have a $200 total tech subscription service that gives you better access to uh, Holiday's Hottest Deals and PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S, I believe. Or at least the X falls under that. Well, I don't think that's super relevant for us because that is an hour drive either way to get to Mm -hmm. Best Buy. Um, But... It feels bad. Just fucking like make it, more. PS5. It comes with it comes with more than just that. Like you get like twenty four hour yes, tech but... service. But like yeah, chalk that up on top of uh, Walmart apparently uh, hoarding PS fives, as the rumors have been going around lately. So oh, well, all sorts of fun. Yeah, I was talking to the game store because we were talking about, you know, holidays, you know, can we try to get a PS5 kind of deal for chance? And um, 
He's like, yeah, I've had like 17 Series X come through. They always sell pretty quickly. And they've only had the one PS5 be sent to them. They had one used one come in, which they were able to to um, sell. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother's on the, on the next one on their list of like, hey, next time we get a PS5, you're up. We're going to call you specifically. You're going to get it. And Sean's is like, if it's used, I don't want it. And I'm like, and he, he went next door to the card shop to go play. And I, and I hang out there until they close on Wednesdays. And I was like, as soon as he left, I'm like, hold it for him. Don't don't listen to what he said. Hold it for him. <laughs> I'm going to strong harm him into getting a PS5 so we can play something together. Cause... And then uh, two, two more interesting ones that you're forgetting. Senua's mm-hmm. Saga. Oh yeah, I sent you a really saga. I for, yeah, I didn't write everything down. I'm I'm terrible at that. Yeah, that looks good. And that giant I, fucked up some people. That giant yeah. really fucked up some people. Um, and then uh, see if you can remember this one by the joke that I made when it happened. Ah, Voldemort. Oh, I remember you looked. Ah, what was that? I remember the exact scene. I remember the... Star Wars, the Star Wars game with the drummers. Oh, yeah, yeah, Star Wars. Okay, yeah. That one looks interesting. Ah, Voldemort. That was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he turns around, he's got that Voldemort nose kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, weird. (laughs) All right. Uh, Sasha, was there anything else we missed on your list? Nope. That was it. So I got the impression that the Star Trek one was actually kind of like the Telltale game you mentioned earlier. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, I want to play it because I love Star Trek. Fair. I just didn't write it down because it was Star Trek. (laughs) All I saw, because I watched like a 20-minute video that was trimmed down trailers of everything that they showed at the Game Awards. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I saw Spock, and my heart skipped a beat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I find it really odd that they're still leaning on Spock. Now, not saying that Spock is a bad character, or that Le- Leonard Nimoy doesn't deserve recognition forever for what that role that he played. It's it's find it odd that that a lot of series still rely on actors who have passed away when you could still lean on someone like you know Picard or Kirk or someone who's still around. Also. I'd rather not lean on Kirk. Um, or or fair. Just have new he's characters. he's not a great character in this. I understand this. Yes. <laughs> However, but, I mean, he is there's alive. what is there three seasons of Picard, or they're about to do season three of Picard. Yeah, I, that one so. I could see more of them leaning on than now. Again, I don't want to discount Spock's importance, but it feels like you know it's a little weird to to rely on the the people who have passed away, like Star Wars did as well. Well, they should they should not be afraid to introduce new characters. And like mm-hmm. poo poo on what the fucking fans say. Well, okay. Like, yeah, I mean, all the stuff with disco is ridiculous. Like, the people are so upset about every 
little bit of representation and discovery. Mm-hmm. And and like I mean, we That's saw what, what you happened. Meant by disco, because I only knew it as dance, and I was just like, <laughs> uh, I don't. I mean, know we what saw that, the problem. With we that saw is. what happened with fucking new characters in in Star Wars with the most recent trilogy. A lot of people shat mm-hmm. on like the new cast and the new characters. And it's like oh, Poe Poe Dameron is amazing. He's like one of my favorite characters in the Star Star Wars universe now. Not only that, like, but like Daisy Ridley and the uh, Asian actress who played uh, Rose. I'm forgetting her name, uh, but tr- both of them. Tram, I feel like is her last name. Tram. I think both of them were like essentially bullied off of social media, and I think Daisy Ridley is on a hiatus from acting even or has stopped for the time being uh yeah like people i mean need as to... much as i just don't enjoy the new trilogy stuff usually i just i think I, I i don't i don't like them personally that much they have great moments um like some of the best moments in movie history especially the the hyperdrive through another ship like mm-hmm. that was if that hadn't been ruined by someone's fart and then blaming it on my wife at the time <laughs> Um, that'd have been amazing, but uh, that's good. still a great movie moment. Um, yeah. And like but overall, I don't find, I don't find that the, I feel like those are the weakest trilogy, but at the same time, the acting in it was really good, like mm-hmm. better than the other ones, period. Like the acting yeah. was good. It's just, and like, don't get me wrong. The script the story wasn't. <laughs> The, the script the script could definitely use some work in some certain areas like they didn't have to go yeah. as as ham and fist with some of the lines that they did but like sure even to take it to another another uh series or entity i saw a fucking article today that was like hawkeye doesn't have a future in the mcu and i'm like nor should he like jeremy renner probably doesn't want to play the same character forever and i think it's cool that he got his own little sideshow like but like we don't jeremy need to renner have... is like a like a blue collar guy who somehow got famous and he yeah. like it does like construction or something i think he like remodels houses and flips them yeah and... mm-hmm. but like this attachment to want people to like play the same characters forever is really bizarre Dumb. and like I mean, Harrison Ford is, like, I love him for just, like, wanting to have Han Solo fucking executed in, like, what, the second movie or whatever it was he was in? Like... Yeah. It's it's weird that people want typecasting so badly, or just want people to be, like, entrenched in a character now, for their career. I will say, sometimes, if, if you have the same character, right... <clears throat> There's something to be said about having a character stay a long time. Mm-hmm. And then also on the same same side of that, it's a little jarring to switch actors on a known character as well. So, like, yeah. take, for example, what a, a show I, I like is uh, Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's funny. It's a general sitcom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he has three daughters. All right, and it's it's kind of funny because they make fun of Tool Time. He's like he'll like he meets like the actor who does Al in one of the episodes. He's like, I thought you had three boys, um, 
And he was like, no, daughters, definitely daughters. Like, stuff, like you know, little jokes like that. But his oldest daughter in the series in season one is played by, and the, uh, the love interest of, not the love interest, the father of her child is also played by a different person in season one. This show has gone on for like four or five seasons now, and they have changed the cast. Uh, they changed the cast of the older daughter. I would say acting-wise for the better, but it was very jarring because she did not look like her at all. Different hair color, different body type even. Like, not even close. And you're like, it takes you like a good solid five minutes of context to realize that they switched the actress in the second yeah. season. And that, mean, that's a little jarring. And here's the, here's the problem. The middle daughter, they've switched her three times. The, and like you're like, I I can't care about this character because like it's just all over the place. And each and the actors take the character a little bit of a different way. And it's like... Well, maybe that's got something to say with the uh, production behind the scenes then if they're rotating rotating actors that frequently but it is a joint effort too the actors do bring Mm -hmm. something to the table there and i i don't i don't disagree with your point that we don't need to have the same person i actually heard a a really cool good thing about uh tom holland who's doing spider-man right he's just he's got another spider-man coming out and he said if i'm doing spider-man in 10 years i've done something wrong is was Mm -hmm. his quote and i was like However, I have seen recently that he is going to play Spider-Man again. Yeah. Cause He's I thought, also Nathan Drake right now. Yeah, because he was allegedly supposed to be done after this one, but now I've seen stuff claiming that he's going to be in for I mean, a, another as with appearance. As anything or... in the Marvel, Marvel Universe, when they've kept actors around, they'll throw more money at him. Yeah. They will. It's it's funny you say that because I was gonna earlier I was gonna bring up uh, like you know I'm fine with them replacing characters because like you know we had uh, between Iron Man one and Iron Man two we had uh, Terrence Howard and then it switched to uh, Don Cheadle and that was a that was a money thing so apparently they've switched their tune because uh, Terrence Howard wanted more money and the, uh, they I guess weren't willing to give it to him. But it seems that they're willing to That's throw money out That's because he was now. an asshole. <laughs> I that mean, too. Yeah. I mean, he and uh, What's-His-Face were on uh, Empire together. So that kind of seems mm-hmm. to be a, a trend of people on that show. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, there's a lot of movies coming out, though, that I want, I want to see if... Um, we want to talk about that because, like, uh, there's a uh Zachary Levi movie that's about football that I want to see. Oh yeah, I started seeing trailers for that today. I like me some Zachary Levi. I think I mentioned this already. Um, but also, and I'll just also mention he's in Fallout New Vegas. Yep. Um, but also the Matrix is coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, I download. All right, I didn't download it yet, but they have the Matrix game that you can play. During the Game Awards, they did debut a new Matrix trailer with the Matrix game uh, that just like suddenly dropped for free. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was weird. Um, but Keanu being very weird and Keanu during that as well. Mm-hmm. Being over-exaggeratory. Um, did you see the... There was some sort of clip I saw about NFTs and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, did you see I, this? I saw that just before that where he was like laughing off NFTs. How they were like so copyable or like, whatever. The uh, the the interviewer was asking him and the actress who plays Trinity. I can't. I don't remember her name. I'm s- sorry. Uh, that's the only thing I've ever seen her in. So. Um, the <laughs> he was like, so what do you think about non-reproducible IPs? As like he was basically trying to get up to NFTs, and he's like, you mean they're easily uh, non. Uh, what is it unable to be copied or whatever the interviewer said. And he's like, Oh, they're reproducible. And then like the guy tried to like, no, 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 they're not. And then he's just like, (laughs) like, literally at the interviewer, he's just like, Oh, you're just like, his face was like, you're an idiot. (laughs) Oh, it was so funny. Yeah. I've, I don't, this, this fucking weird trend. Like I've seen, I I still don't even understand it. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Like Sasha, you seem lost. What you talking about? Yeah, that's basically and- my understanding of NFTs. My my understanding in some capacity, they're like a subscription service to get better uh access to like bands and movies and properties and stuff like that. In other capacities, they're almost like a a stock but like a single image. And they have yeah, like it's weird. chain it's like, blocks that prevent it from being like copied and blah blah blah. But like, there's literally been like dozens of screen captures I've seen of people like screenshotting or just saving a person's NFT Twitter profile picture, and then that, that person being like, "Hey, delete that. Why? Why delete it? I thought it was like, I thought you couldn't copy it. I thought it was just yours." So like, I've seen yeah, that, it's, like it's really weird. It's like this the, the from what I understand, because I still don't understand this. It's like a sprite, a GIF, or JPEG, or some sort of image that is supposed to be intellectually owned only by a single person, and they pay money for it. And from what I understand of it, insane. It's, it's a fad scam that is oh like uh probably like trying video to game get a, grading yeah like unopened probably, video game grading probably yeah. trying to uh rip off artists because like if if they <laughs> if they can't own their art then why should you like you shouldn't just be able to buy someone's art and then have exclusive rights to it I mean, I purchased someone to do the Hunter's Hub logo. I paid them, uh, what, what was it? I don't remember what I paid them a while ago. Just to do the art. But, like, whatever. If someone uses it, it's just advertisement for us. Like, Yeah. I mean, it just seems like a fad scam to me. And, like, sooner or later that bubble's going to burst. And I've seen, like, posts of people saying they've made, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's, like cool glad that works for you right now but 
there's no guarantee it fucking will a couple months down the road from now. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't, like I said, I don't, uh, I literally just, like, I, the, my understanding is that you were buying an image and you're just saying, I own this image. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I don't, well, well like it. I, <laughs> like I sort of mentioned before, it's supposed to have like something called like a chain block that disallows it from being like copied or preserved elsewhere. And it's supposed I'm to sure only there's be ways. yours. Oh yeah. There's all sorts of crazy stuff that you could like um Is it Netflix? Literally if you you tab out of Netflix, Netflix sh- shuts itself down. You can't screen cop Netflix hmm. on your computer. Like if I press print screen and I'm on Netflix and I pull up that print screen and paint. It's a black nothing with Netflix there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's insane. That's insane how they figure out how to do that. Because it's detecting that you're not doing something. You're It's detecting you're doing something else on the computer and sort of like shutting itself off. Uh, um, to me, it's like the whole crypto bro culture thing. No, it is. It is, and there's this whole, there's like a freaking commercial now on TV because my dad still watches TV of like Matt Damon saying about how people are brave and they should invest in crypto, and I'm like, what, what, why? Like, we got into a weird place today. Yeah, no, I'm like crash coursing myself right now on it. it does <laughs> sound just like cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's yeah, like essentially. S- it's like stupid made up nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Someone made a good point of like, oh yeah, I could pay with this for my Bitcoin stuff. And it's like, do you really want to be paying for stuff with a uh, flexible currency? <laughs> do you really want to do that? Because it's like, hey, one day it's worth, you know, billions of dollars. Three weeks later, it's. 17 cents like mm-hmm. I don't it's all just rolling the dice and hoping against hope that you'll strike it rich and like that's like that's like taking like the fact that the American dollar is no longer against the gold standard and just amping that problem up by 11 like I feel like that's what that is right like that's the kind of risk you're taking I saw like, I saw an article headline today that was like are is Lego still more valuable than gold? And I'm like, when was that? When did I miss this? Because <laughs> I guess yeah. I could start. I guess I could start like vacuum sealing plastic around some Lego sets and just store them in the attic for a couple decades. You know, Lego shit is expensive. You ever seen one of those like, especially the oh, Star Wars ones? Dude, have you seen the new eight? ATAT set it's fucking 800 bucks or no 700 but it's fucking crazy yeah you put any number in front of 100 and that's too much (laughs) and they have the they have a it's 100 i'm not paying that for legos i'm sorry They they have a titanic set that's like 700 bucks um look i i don't i don't decry the people who are into legos for this kind of stuff but that is way too much money I mean, I mean, I got, I got a 
Boba Boba Fett's ship over there, the new uh, set that's like smaller than the one that I had when I was a kid, but a lot more detailed. I would say that was fifty bucks. There's say, a there's a Millennium well Falcon here that's been completed by my husband. There's nice. also a Cantina. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. I I don't have a lot of room to talk, being a card game player. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I do not pay hundreds of dollars for these cards. I never will. Mm-hmm. But my brother has and will continue to do so. <laughs> there's there's your NFT. I mean, he literally does call it cardboard crack. Like, he really mm-hmm. does. And, yeah, it's just like, oh, no. hey, I the- I'm paying a $1,000 for a piece of cardboard. Like, uh, but oh, no. the thing is, the, like... I know the temptation of buying packs and getting good pull and then wanting to immediately hit well, that, okay. that dopamine high again. Not just that. So my, my brother has a card in magic called the Gaia's cradle, right? And mm-hmm. the people who, who, who play magic know what this card is. It's a really good card in the game. Now there is value to that because you can take that card, take it to a professional tournament and win money. And this card is pretty integral to some of those strategies that could be good to win money. Right. There's a reason why these cards are like worth that much, but when you look at it in a vacuum of like this trading card is a thousand dollars, you're just like, that's insane. <laughs> no, never. Yeah. Now, there is an application to that, whereas I don't feel like there's an equivalent application to any of this other stuff. Like the and even the card stuff is still I will not pay hundreds of dollars. I have exactly bought one card single that was above like i think the most i have ever spent on a single card was 18 dollars. Mm-hmm. like that's it i yeah. haven't spent hundreds of dollars on a card the most money i've put into uh mtg was ever just buying a booster box and just going through all the packs yeah see here's here's where you and i are going to differ the next flesh and blood set it's going to be like 400 something for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have fun with that. I told you I am well, in on that game. Well, but, I should say but, I also bought a uh, booster box uh, that was within a standard set. Cause if mm-hmm. you go to like modern masters, those boxes get really pricey with the cards yes. that they have in there. I have not done one of those. Uh, I think I've maybe bought like, a handful of packs at a time from a master set, but I've never bought a box because like three to four hundred dollars for a box of cards is not not very viable. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, back back to well, we pretty much covered the game awards. Is there is there anything that's been going on uh, this week that you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, I've been vigorously wiping out the seas in uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. What do you mean by wiping out the seas? Because you can go uh, diving in New Horizons. Uh, oh. And I've been able to farm up a Is lot that more. part of a new update? Yeah. You okay. literally put on like a, a wetsuit and then you can go and swim and capture sea creatures. Um and I can instead consistent. of fishing, or is it new stuff? It's new stuff. Okay. So like, there's still fishing, 
but there's now sea creatures, so you can get, like, giant deep-sea clams, octopuses, uh, mussels, scallops, things like that. You can get pearls, um, and, like, I've, I've just taken to using my trips out to islands to just going and doing that, because I can pull, like, between 100,000 to probably 250,000, depending on what I grab. So... On that note where you're talking about like diving and stuff, one of my favorite things to do that is like in a lot of video games that I love is fishing mini games. Mm-hmm. And legit, the best way to make money in Tales of Arise is fishing. <laughs> it's not even close. Like, I have spent so much time just fishing in that game. It's actually a really cool mini game where you gotta like, it's quick time events, right? Mm-hmm. But. You, you got to do the quick time events to get the fish and stuff. And you have different lures for different fish. But once you catch the right amount of fish, you can either, there's certain ones you can cook for like special recipes to get buffs, but then they sell for like thousands of money on that game or whatever. So like, I, I get that with the diving thing. It's like fishing mm-hmm. is like my thing as a mini game in a game. It's like, I almost, I never have done it. I've never pulled the trigger, but I look at those like bass pro fisher on the switch and I'm like, maybe <laughs> just just get I'd fucking might. just get far cry 5 or uh far cry new dawn there's fishing I, in the I montana that, wilderness i i now far cry i haven't played I, I don't think i've ever played a far cry now i did pick up blood dragon because i was told the blood dragon was supposed to be the the one i would i would enjoy although i've always looked at primal and been like mammoths though <laughs> mammoths <laughs> Um, I will say I've played and finished a game, uh, on the switch, uh, since we last talked called angry alligator. Mm-hmm. I do not recommend, um, <laughs> it's not bad. It's just like, uh, yeah, I've talked about man eater where you play the shark that gets bigger and bigger and you eat it. Yeah, it's like Maneater, except you're an alligator, except it's not as good. And mm. Maneater was like, okay, when I got it for 15. Um, this isn't as good. Don't get it. <laughs> um, I also started a new game that is a Pokemon-like uh, game. Uh, like a, And it's called Monster Crown on the Switch. Hmm. Now, I literally had just started the tutorial, um, but it is Pokemon. Like, as far as, like, mechanics go, you do pick a monster, they do fight each other, and you capture them. Except you write up a contract with the monster. You literally show the monster a contract, and if they agree to the contract, they come and help you Hmm. on your team. Um, Also, it kind of makes fun of Pokemon because... It's like, you know, you go downstairs and you just have a mom. Like Your dad's been gone for years in, like, nearly every Pokemon game. Is there ever a Pokemon game where you have a dad? If you believe the rumors that Professor Oak is your dad, then yes. <laughs> uh, or Mr. Mime in some of the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, anyways, you start out, the guy who is the tutorial person is your dad, 
and you are a farmer, like he's telling you to go out and plow the field. So like your your tutorial for catching uh like a a monster because they call them monsters. It's just monster crown. Um, basically, he wants to go you to go get a a like cattle like monster to plow the fields for this this season. So he tells you go out catch one of these so I can use it in the field and there you go. And he actually says, now remember when you go on your adventure, you can't use this later. This is mine. Like, uh, he gives you like a, his, his weird. Now granted the, the, the graphics look like it was done probably Pokemon gold and silver. Like we're, we're, it's not, it's not great, but it's been okay so far. Um, and I, I haven't got my own monster yet, so we'll see. I did take a per. The last thing I did is I took a personality test to see what my monster was. Hmm. My starting monster. Literally, they say, "Oh, for your uh, your reward, I got you a surprise today, son, for helping me out uh, catch this cattle monster thing." He yeah, there's a name for it. Uh, he got you a comic book, and there's something special on the back. So. He literally the next scene is your kid, the kid, a character of you being like, it was a good comic book, and on the back is like this uh, personality survey, and one out of whatever kids gets to have their own monster based on the personality quiz. So I was like, uh, I took this like pseudo personality test to see what my starter is, uh, and then that's where I had to shut up the game and get ready for the show. So we'll see. So I started that. And like I said, Dragon Age Origins, I tried it. It was just nothing to do with the game. I was actually quite in, in into it until it started crashing. That was like, I was like, ah, oh, that, is, that is rough. And if it crashes, one of the reasons I found a crash, or scenarios in which it crashes, if I die, which I did, and I try to reload from that menu, like just hit uh, reload from last save, it was like one of the buttons, it crashes every time. So, yeah. That's unfortunate. I um, I figured out how to get my Nintendo accounts merged. I could not find my password written down, so I like went back to my mindset of what were, what kind of shit did I put in as my passwords like seven years ago? <laughs> right. And I cracked it. Um, and I had nice. twenty six dollars on my Nintendo account too, so Ooh. that went towards Ooh. my uh, purchase of Diamond. So I did start playing Diamond. I'm not. I haven't had a ton of time because I've been really busy at work. But I beat the first gym, and then I've just been messing around oh. trying to level up a couple of Pokemon before I push that was forward. Probably a breeze for you. A lot better than it was for me. Because that yeah, first you know, gym was you know, brutal. I had Piplup. Yeah. I wish I had Piplup. I really do. Piplup would have been yeah, amazing. There's not... I mean, so far there hasn't really been great choices for the first gym. Unless you leveled him a chop. But... He's, yeah. he's a bug trainer. Yeah. Well, he, she knows. She knows. She yeah. knows what I went but through. But I just mean in general. <laughs> because I... I I've play, I think I've probably played like four hours. So every well, Pokemon I mean, that I've caught would have gotten its ass beat by the Turtwig wouldn't have a lot of problems either. I think it's if you just had the fire. Is it Pancham? 
Chimchar. Chimchar. Oh, is Pancham the panda? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He's the fighting panda. Yeah. I've never had an Infernape that I was satisfied with, so that that was a no. Never gonna. I've never had one. Period. Uh, back before I did the bug thing, I know I picked Turtwig because I remember having uh, whatever the third evolution is with the tree on it. The turtle tree. Mm-hmm. I don't. Grottle? I don't remember its name. Grottle, I think. Hmm. I know. I took a lot of pictures of them in Pokemon Snap as well. New Pokemon Snap. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that uh, since you now have a Switch, but it seems like just so far Diamond. Yeah, I just got Diamond. I haven't downloaded anything else because I already know that Diamond's going to be a lot of time for me, and I don't have a lot of time anyway. I just remembered there was a DLC announced for um, Cuphead also at the Game Awards, and I'm going mm-hmm. to get Cuphead for my Switch. Get Monster Hunter Rise. Sunbreak. Okay. okay. Save money, get Sunbreak. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there probably there probably is going to be a bundle with Sunbreak next summer. Probably. Okay. It, I would, in my opinion, it's the most newcomer friendly in the series. They all that are. It's been. Each new one is the most newcomer friendly. To be fair, because <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, that was super complicated. Let's uh, let's tone that down. Let's tone that down. Let's tone and and they've been doing that for eighteen years. I mean, just just with the addition of the wire bugs, I would say as ma- makes it the easiest it's ever been because you can zip in and out of places and run on walls and shit like that. Um, my uh, former roommates actually picked it up for their Switch too, and then they uh, ended up getting some of the amiibos too. And I'd been trying to indoctrinate them for years. Might pick it up maybe after after assessment season is done for me, but I'm about to be very busy for the next like six mm-hmm. weeks at work. Now, um, this is probably an after show question, but I assume I know the answer. In two weeks I don't think we're doing an episode, right? I'm gonna Christmas be Day. wrapping I'm gonna be wrapping um presents. Probably. Um. So Hold on. Let me see. Exactly I don't think we can. We can. I don't think we can logically pull a Christmas Day episode. I'm actually available. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be, I will not have. I'm gonna be at a Packers game, apparently. So. On Christmas Day. Yeah. Apparently. Huh. Oh yeah, I so, forgot. Uh, Foosball. Yeah. So uh, I guess tune in and watch. Maybe you'll see me uh, possibly freezing my ass off. Will you be wearing a cheese head? I will need to find one if I am going to. But you'll probably see me holding a beer and or a brat or both. Both would uh, be the most respectable. We went, to, uh, we went to family night this summer and they have like these giant like foot long brats. And I was like, holy shit. Yes. Give oh. me five of those. There was a there was actually a really good like hot dog and and sausage place called Hippie Hot Dog recently in Chillicothe. They've closed now. You know, they were open for a good 3 months, but uh, they had foot long bratwurst. They had uh, Nice. 
and uh, they had like a what they called like a mega dog that was called um, I think it was just called the Austin Powers. It was just like a a mega foot long hot dog. It was like a three times as thick hot dog, which mm. was super gross. I like I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I like hot dogs, but this thing did not taste good. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain ratio that you have to hit, like with with the Oreo crackers and the filling and stuff like that. I feel like it's the same with like the bread condiment and meat ratio for like hot dogs and brats and burgers and things like that. Mm-hmm. If one of them's too off, you're fucking yourself. Yeah. Well, they're closed now, so. Mm. They were kind of neat. They had all sorts of crazy themed hot dogs. <laughs> I liked cool. it. cool. <coughs> well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up tonight, guys. Um, and we'll catch you next week, I think. Um, even though it's going to get close to the holiday season, because like, uh, we'll, we'll see about two weeks from now. Maybe. I'm free, but that is Christmas Day, and that's going to be a hard sell for some people, so... Um, we'll see. Um, and of course that'll be like New Year's Day, the week after, which not you, not New Year's Eve. If it landed on Eve, that might be a problem to record. We can have a drunk stream. Woo. <laughs> or I'm just corralling drunk people on stream cause I don't drink. Mm. That'd, that'd yeah, be funny. I don't really hey, drink hey, either. Ace. I focus. go too hard. <laughs> So, uh, so, uh, so we'll have Ace drunk on stream while we try to have a conversation. No, I mean I probably will drink too. With the reason I don't drink is because I'm too old to recover from how much I like to drink. So, oh, okay, I just don't okay. drink. Nah, you just have to. Fair. You just have to have a good, good amount of hangover food, or hangover or, food options. Or because... hear me out. Just not get a hangover because I have. A toddler, and they don't care. Yeah, fair yep. enough. I guess kids do not give a crap about how you feel or and or your time to get up. No, they do not. Now, I understand you have you have a you have a younger younger person living with you, but that that kid's like in middle school, right? Like he's he's still in elementary. But no, elementary? I know that I know the younger degree. Okay. I, yeah. I have a younger brother, and I was there for the younger years. Look at what I found, Ace. It's the acorn sword that goes with my... I just found this on my desk. It goes to the uh, Palamute pl- uh, Palico plushie. It's the acorn oh. weapon. Oh. Uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we will, uh, we will be here next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Um, but next week, at least I will have the, the year for the January games. Okay. The years, I should say. You going to start studying these? No, I just like in actual school, probably no (laughs) studying. (laughs) Big feedback. We need to be able to study ACE. Nah. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna Ace watch Ace is gonna blow it out of the water next time. He's gonna he's gonna win the I'll go oh, super, no, 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 no. super no, you, galaxy unlocked, brain mode. You have unlocked 
something in me, and <clears throat> I, Uh-oh. I, I don't know if I can handle a defeat on the second game. So okay. I'm gonna really come for you in the second game. All right. Then well, by the we'll, third, I'll probably cool it. But I'll, I'll have to. All I'll right. have to be like, okay. I'll ask a guest like, do you know games that this this, <laughs> like like stack the odds against Sasha, and she'll still win. <laughs> I still think I should have gotten that the uh, full credit for that civilization game because you one's said, with you, the, you know what four. hey it's you know five. what i'll give you all three of those points and you still lost that game that's fine <laughs> i'd rather have have uh what would that be uh four points instead of two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it would have been yeah but unfortunately, if it's a numbered title, I can't give it to you if you say, like, four and it's five or, or you know, I can't do that. I, I feel like that would be acceptable in the case of, like, if it was, like, a Star Wars game. But, like, if it's just, like, one of those ongoing series games. Okay, if it's kind something of a like more Madden, if it's something like Madden, which I will never do, I will say this. If there's a game like the completely out of my water, completely like I will not be doing like Madden NBA 2K. You might see an NBA jam from like the earlier stuff, but like no. Like I can't How do you do <laughs> levels anyways? What do you say? North Dakota. Like <laughs> No, I think it would be whoever was on the cover that year. Mmm. I would still get it wrong, personally. Yeah. I know exactly like f- five basketball players because I watched Space Jam. Like, I would never get any of the NBA ones, but I think pretty much all through when I lived at home, my brother dominated the television with football. So, mm, fair enough. When in Rome, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like a, a lot of my. Uh, good friends in Columbus are big football fans, especially Ohio State, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. here. So, like, I'll enjoy the game if I'm there and it's on. Like, uh, my friend had, like, a housewarming party with the Ohio State game on, and um, not that I not that I am rooting for Michigan, uh, of course, because I am a respectable Ohioan, but it was funny to sit there and root for Michigan while they were rooting for Ohio. That is, that's just the kind of person I was. I am. i think sasha's holding back being from michigan (laughs) no uh actually we are buckeye fans in this house oh really and it's a big deal because everyone on our street flies michigan flags and my husband has his buckeye flag i'm surprised we haven't been vandalized yet you know i say that uh, i say that about uh what i call michiganians here in ohio is like, oh, so you're one of those people who's a Michigan fan here. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Like, not that I care, because I don't, but the rivalry's bad enough that I would have second thoughts about saying who you were support. People cuss my husband out in the store during football <laughs> season. Oh, and he's God. just like, it's, it, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I can't. I can't help that I like this state over another state. Like what? What? Yeah, that's 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 uh, 
Packers with uh, bears and Vikings and lions. The so bears. Like, yeah, the lions are such a joke, though. I mean, just pity them. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what is their record even this year? I haven't been paying attention. I never knew uh, to them. Zero, one, and one. I mean, it's like they've lost all their games. They've tied one, and they won one. Oh yeah. boy. Okay. It sounds like when say. I went to the professional flesh and blood tournament recently. Oh no, they've they've done worse. It was like five or six years ago. They had a completely winless, tireless season. Mm-hmm. They lost every yep. single game. They were like oh in sixteen or seventeen, however many games they had that season. I think it was sixteen that year. <clears throat> I, That's rough. I, yeah, I I'm always one to be like, fuck them, but man, that that must have been hell. I, my brother's a big Lions fan. I, I don't really care that much, but I developed the philosophy because of the Lions that if you're a professional sports player and your team hasn't won any games, you should be donating your salary to the team that you, like the city you live in, because you didn't do your job. Hmm. That's fair enough. Hmm. Well, for uh, for me, the only way the only way I get involved in this is um, my favorite time of year, as far as sports goes, is the March Madness stuff because they do all the brackets. Cool. And I know nothing about any of the bracket stuff other than, you know, the seeds. I understand how the seeds work. You know, best to win versus. So you go through the March Madness stuff, right? You want to have like your your entire office angry with you? You pick win the bracket without knowing anything about it. <laughs> Essentially, I picked the brackets based on me googling the mascots and seeing which mascot would beat the other mascot. So like eagle versus snake, eagle wins, like stuff like that. Like I don't think there is a snake team on college basketball but you know whatever this is mm-hmm. an example um this person would totally beat up this person and then um being very open about how i picked my stuff and then winning the bracket that's how you get an office angry <laughs> and then they were like how did he win well because you weight the upsets higher in points than you do the normal wins and apparently picking based on mascots meant I had a lot of upsets <laughs> that won that year. I think it was 2008 specifically in 2008, maybe 2007. It was a, uh, it was a rough year for them. <laughs> Man, Sasha. Wow. These teams this year. So yeah, you were right. The Lions are doing one ten and one. Uh, the two, the two next worst teams, uh, let me just double check to make sure, so I'm not spitting anyone, anyone's eyes, are the, uh, Jaguars and the Texans, which are, like, neck and neck with the Lions there, with two wins and ten losses each. Wow. And they just all beat each other, like in a round robin thing. Just once. I mean, they're they're. Once would lose it in the fourth quarter. That's could that's you imagine fucking... though? 
That's fucking wild. Weren't the Jaguars in the fucking playoffs like a year or two ago? I think so, yeah. What the fuck? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I I tell you what, I, when uh when I used to live in Dayton, sometimes I I would go on like these group hiking trips trips with people we didn't know. So we're making conversation. We're out there in like January, February, right? Super mm-hmm. Bowl season. And uh Someone's like, hey, buddy, who do you think's going to win uh, Super Bowl this year? And I'm like, uh, who's playing? <laughs> and he's be like, oh, so-and-so. And I'm like, I think they are going to win. And he's like, I catch it. You don't follow football. I do not. <laughs> Good guess, apparently, is to just say Tom Brady. Mm. Yeah. Tom Thomas Bradley. I like the uh, I like the damn joke that uh, Battlefield twenty forty four had with him being like elderly and still playing. Did you ever catch that in the trailer? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, one but of the I trailers, love that so much. In one of the trailers oh for the game, it has like a photoshopped like elderly Tom Bra- Brady on like a digital sign as like still playing in the NFL, and I'm like, uh, I, need- I mean, we're on track for that. I love that so much. Wow. I think it, and I think he like looks grizzled. He has like a gray, gray stubbly beard too. I think oh, the only okay. thing that would make it better is if his hand was just covered in Super Bowl rings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a brass knuckle of Super Bowl rings. Yes. Yes. Uh. <laughs> wow. We we got a lot of talk out of sports we don't follow today. I like it. Oh, it's got a little bit of a glare, but I, I can see the numbers. Okay, yeah, I see him now. Yep, there it is. Yeah, he's okay. the MVP. Oh jeez. All right. Well, we'll try to wrap this up again. Thank you guys for uh, for listening tonight uh, as we rambled. And I'm sorry if you got tuned out during the Tales of Arise uh explanation <laughs> uh like i said i had to tell somebody it's just it's just freaking nuts but um awesome game awards this year i think it was um for the most part obviously there's critiques to be had um but uh, i always appreciate them and i appreciate the work that jeff Keeley does to do those and i might turn into summer game fest this year i haven't since yet but we'll see um anyways uh sports one at hunter sub pod uh both twitter and twitch and be sure to join our discord um be sure to check out some of the other shows we do um bickering bucks is going to be recording to this saturday for metroid dread uh we're going to be covering how we like that game spoilers i liked it a lot um we just did no more heroes that episode was just a couple weeks ago and we're coming up on this show and the uh, and Bickering Bucks <laughs> in January. We're going to be doing our Game of the Year discussions, hopefully. Um, and w- what we're going to do is what we normally do is uh, five games each, and we're going to have hopefully a guest on. So we'll have twenty games to talk about. It'll be a longer episode. I'm sorry, but um, there's always a lot to talk about with Game of the Year, unless you didn't get to play a lot of games that year. And then you get basically five. 
And then you're like, I played these five games, and they're my games of the year. <laughs> that has happened before. Um, but I have a lot. Um, gosh, you know, Ace, have you, how, how many times have you done the, the your year in Nintendo stuff? I remember doing it in January this year. I, the last I did, I had 67 games played on Switch. Oh, the the year wrap-up stuff? Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. have to see when that's coming up, because I always like doing that. I'll have to see yeah. if... Uh, 67 if, uh, so far has been my lowest year. I'm usually over 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to see if uh, Animal Crossing will now make a resurgence here at the tail end of the year. But I'm hoping uh, Rise Over will... Rise? Yeah, I'm hoping Rise will take the main spot. Because, I mean, I have like 300-something almost... hours in that, I think. Yeah, I'm almost positive Rise won <clears throat> on that. I don't think there's anything I came near to putting even 100 hours in. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we have those things coming up. Uh, at Ace Badger Gaming on Twitter for Ace here, if you want to follow him. Of course, mm-hmm. we're all in the Discord. Um be sure to join out if you want to talk to us and we'll wrap it up tonight guys thanks for listening watching whatever you did and we'll see you next week bye peace